everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hello. Hey. Welcome to Hop Culture. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, we know that starting Christmas season talk before Thanksgiving is a hotly contested issue, and normally we would wait a little longer than the first week of November, but we wanted to get this episode out in time for it to be helpful. So today we are talking about gifts. We're going to start by unpacking some of our emotional baggage, and then we'll move on to some more practical ideas. So when it comes to receiving gifts, I feel like we all might have similar opinions on this. Do you like to be surprised or do you like to spell out exactly what you want ahead of time? I know what Grace likes and it's very (laughs) annoying. (laughs) She might be the only outlier in the family. (laughs) It's just one of the two options. It's a surprise. No, it's a surprise with a specific thing that you want. Mm-hmm. So you want to be surprised by the thing that you want, but you yeah, won't you tell anyone what it is. Yeah, you have very few things that you actually would enjoy. <laughs> That's a good one. I want to be sur- – no, I don't know what I want. I want yeah. to be surprised with a gift that I like. I don't feel like that's crazy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound crazy when you phrase it like that, but there's just such a narrow field of things mm-hmm. that you would like that you're always disappointed. You don't want something very practical. You like want Mm-mm. something fun and exciting and you have mm-hmm. no ideas, even of categories. Well, if I give a category, I won't get surprised. That's true. Well, the only saving grace is that she has so many hobbies, but that maybe you wouldn't qualify as a surprise because it's something you'd be anticipating. But yeah, she's always like, I want to be surprised. But then it's like written all over her face on Christmas morning that like she's not that excited about whatever <laughs> yeah. no, you I'm, get her. I'm good at it. I'm good at it. She's a good, good reactor. Yeah, no, she yeah. she is, but she's, it's just stressful when she's like, I want a surprise. But to be fair, I actually did the same thing to Dave on this last birthday. He was like, do you want to be surprised or do you want to tell me what you want? And I was like, ooh, surprise me. And then I returned what he got me. So <laughs> like, I get it. I totally get it because I always think I want – like, here's what I want. I want my main presence to be things I really want, and I want a little surprise on the side. I like being surprised, but usually I do have a long list of things that I really want. (laughs) So if someone asks me for ideas and I'm like happy to share and if it's like a bigger gift, like sometimes mom and dad will give us, you know, something a little bigger then I usually kind of have a specific thing that I've really been wanting and that, you know, I couldn't really splurge on myself. So I, I, I do kind of have like specific ideas in mind, but if it's just like a friend or like an in-law or something, and they have a thought of what they want to get me, then I'm usually happy to be surprised by whatever it is. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like in our family, I always have specific ideas of what I'd like, and I'm happy to share. It boggled Luke's mind at the beginning of our marriage because Mm -hmm. his family loves to surprise. So I feel like it's different family cultures. Totally. Yeah. Different families do things differently for sure. And I think part of it, too, comes from the fact that the four of us are all we're all on a budget. So it's not that I don't enjoy being surprised. It's just that I'm like, well, this is my my one shot to get this thing that I've really been wanting. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe that's my problem is that, like, I want a surprise because if I think of something that I want, I'll just get it probably. And so... (laughs) What I'm looking for is like the experience of something that I didn't even know I wanted. Yeah, that's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) We have to know you better than you know yourself. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, it's so, it's really mean. But I I see your point, Grace, because if I had any money, I would probably like to be surprised too. And I do like being surprised. Uh, So I feel like we've covered some of this with your attitudes towards giving me gifts, but does gift giving bring up any stress or negative feelings for you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm a terrible gift giver. Maybe it's because we were raised to just 
you know, go off of a list of like what we each want. But like, <laughs> I cannot ever think of a good gift idea for anyone. I'm always like desperate for them to give me a list or to go in on something with someone else who might have a good idea. I just can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I feel like I don't get very stressed about gift giving usually because I just kind of resort to the most basic ideas of things that like most people like. But that's why I resent giving Grace gifts because she doesn't want any of those things. She wants something unique and once in a lifetime and special. <laughs> I don't want that. Okay, I don't want that. Every once in a time. lifetime. Like being blown out of. We are majorly blowing it out of proportion. <laughs> We're making it sound like she wants like, I don't know, a bespoke jacket or like a skydiving, you know, over Venice or something. Like She just wants a little surprise. She probably would. Well, those are like, I don't know, those are are pretty high commitment experiences. But yeah, I like surprises, but I also, some of my favorite types of gifts are like lotions, hand Mm. soap. Candles. See, those are the kinds okay. of things I resort to. So I'm glad. I'm glad to. No, know I this. love that sort of thing. What stresses me out is like really expensive things that I definitely won't use, mm. and then yeah. there's like a guilt attached mm. to it. Okay, you know things that are cheaper, like a lotion. I'm like, I'm sure I'll use it, mm-hmm. and if I don't, it's because I will have lost it somewhere and forgot. Totally. It. You know, I just don't want yeah. the strings attached and the guilt of. <laughs> I like see. a larger. I think present. we're solving some like mm-hmm. some tensions that we've had for a long time in this episode. <laughs> yeah, but also, I've never heard you say any of the times that we've asked you like what you might like. I've never heard you say lotion, candles. Well, I'm not. No. Gonna, that's just like a generic gift. Like I would expect that you could think of that yourself. Do you need me to say I specifically want lotion? We need permission to give you those things. Also, one year I did just say I wanted candles for Christmas. (gasps) True, she did. I forgot about the candle year. There was a year that, like, I think you got mostly candles because yeah, that was my gift for mom and dad. Candles. I forgot about that. They're like a lot of Yankee candles. I think I just like little little trinkets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I totally agree with you on the nice gift that you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to use this or someone else would get better use out of this than I would. So I am in a Facebook group called Wives Anonymous. And don't ask me how I got there. I think a friend added me. (laughs) It sounds like way sketchier than it is. But it's basically (laughs) just people can ask anonymous questions. So I have no idea who this person is, and I'm only sharing this because I thought it was like an interesting topic of conversation. I'm not trying to roast this person or anything. I actually kind of can understand where they're coming from. But okay, I should preface before I start reading that the grammar, (laughs) I'm reading it as written. Okay, so don't judge me. (laughs) I gifted my sister-in-law in in 2019 a really expensive spa day for her and her spouse for Christmas. She has yet to use the gift. I have emailed and texted her the gift certificate twice last year in case she forgot or lost it. I have also casually mentioned it a few times and she seems excited, but still hasn't asked or used it. At this point, is it horribly evil to just use the gift and not say anything? Like I said, it's a really expensive full spa day. I would have loved it for myself and my spouse. At this point, I don't feel like it's going to get used. How long is long enough to wait to use the gift ourselves? So that made me think of this story just because I feel like sometimes when it's an expensive gift, there's more emotion attached to it. It kind of reminds me of on The Office when Michael gets the video iPod for Ryan and like Yankee Swap and then he gets like a oven mitt from Phyllis. I know it's not the same scenario, but I think that brings up maybe one of the stressful things about giving and receiving gifts is when you know it was like a splurge or you maybe spent more because you thought it was something they'd really love. And I don't know. It just kind of... Sometimes I think that's a good reminder, like, don't spend more than you can because you can't control other people's reactions. But what do you guys think about this? Like, would you use... I mean, I don't know how she knew that the sister-in-law hadn't used the gift certificate. I have thought of an elaborate scheme that she (laughs) used. 
Well, it's not that elaborate. I think it would be pretty easy, and this is probably what I would do. I would just text the sister and say, I don't know, like the certificate has expired and the credits have gone back to my account or something like that. Whenever you do want it, just text me, and then I would just Mm. use it. Mm -hmm. And then in the future, because she probably doesn't want it if she hasn't used it by now, but if she does Mm -hmm. want it, then you don't offend her because she can text you and you just buy her a new certificate. Oh, yes, I like that. Mm -hmm. That's smart. That's okay. If she had given it to the brother, I would be like, I don't know. If I give it to one of you guys, I might use it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think it would be evil to use it. I just think it would be pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think when you give a gift, you're supposed to give the gift out of the kindness of your heart. Yeah, generosity. That's and what like, I think too. Not expecting some huge result like they use it and they yeah. just tell you how much they love it. Mm-hmm. Don't give a gift if you have all that expectation attached to it. Mm-hmm. This to me is along the same lines as when people send you a gift and then have to ask you, did you get my gift? Just checking. Just wanted to make sure you got it. And it's like, okay, <laughs> two days mm-hmm. to like... Send you a thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just makes me cringe. I'm just going to like, you gave her the gift and now it's hers to do with what she wants. Yeah. I understand because money doesn't grow on trees. And when you give someone something, it is out of your heart, but it's because you like want them to enjoy it. I get it because I'm totally the type that I put a lot of emotion into trying to think of what someone would like. And so even though I know logically I shouldn't, it would hurt my feelings if I was like, oh, they didn't want it at all. Mm -hmm. And it would kind of make me sad like, oh, I wanted to do something nice for them. And what I did obviously didn't work. And so it feels like a waste of money. Especially for something that's like an experience mm-hmm. where it's like it literally it was a waste. A of- full on waste. Yeah, 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 exactly. And someone else could get enjoyment out of it. I see where she's coming from, but I think if I were her, I wouldn't. You know, Yeah, I, just- I think it's like just don't stir the pot. At the very least, it'd probably just make the sister-in-law feel bad that, oh, she knows that I didn't use it. And then it would just kind of be maybe a little bit of an awkward thing. So yeah. Yeah. I like Tess's idea, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was clever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She kind of got out of the whole situation without answering, like, the underlying mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> social question. Yeah. But I think it also is a good example of maybe don't spend a lot of money or effort on something unless you're sure they're going to love it. Like, yeah. you mm-hmm. know that it's something mm-hmm. that they would really, really love. Mm-hmm. Or unless totally. you just have like lots of money. <laughs> like if you're a very yeah. wealthy person and spending $100 means nothing to you, then sure. But just ask yourself how offended you'll be <laughs> if they don't care about your gift. Yeah. That should be like rule of thumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's actually a really good rule of thumb. <laughs> how much can I spend and have this thrown in a dumpster and it wouldn't ruin my relationship with this person. Exactly. (laughs) Because it is the right sort of of the person getting the gift to throw it in the Mm -hmm. dumpster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's rude, but like, Mm -hmm. that should be your expectation giving the gift, I think. Totally. (laughs) It's like this trash. (laughs) It will end up in a dumpster. (laughs) I think that's one of the reasons that I have definite gift anxiety. Since I was a kid, I remember as like a tween, I was going to a birthday party and mom, I can't remember if we went together or if she picked out, it was like a really nice set of some kind of skincare from the body shop. Do you guys remember the body shop? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We didn't have Bath and Body Works, so it was kind of like what we had in Alaska. Um, but it was, I mean, nice stuff and expensive. And I think it was like a pomegranate flavor. Really, really good. I would love it now. But as a 12-year-old, I was very much like she's not going to want this. And mom was like, it's really nice. I think she's going to love it. And I was like, no, that's embarrassing. I remember being like, I'm not going. Like, I didn't want to go to the party. Oh, poor mom. (laughs) I know. I was was a monster. I really was. I was picturing being a mom and feeling all good about like, oh, I bought this really nice present for my daughter's friend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, I wanted a fuzzy journal. Yeah, like a fuzzy journal (laughs) or something like that. (laughs) What was, it wasn't Claire's. What did we have? Afterthoughts? 
Do you guys not remember Afterthoughts? That rings a bell. It was kind of like Claire's, but it was even worse, if you can imagine. So I was kind of stuck (laughs) in in that era, and mom was trying to help me, you know, move into more of a teenage gift sort of thing. And anyway, I just remember truly just being like, I don't want to go to this party because I was so stressed out about the gift. And I think, I don't know, I think I look at gifts as a way to prove myself, kind of. I don't know. I have kind of a twisted relationship with gift giving. It is something that actually does cause a lot of stress. And heading into the holidays, I'm kind of like, okay, 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 I can think of all the gifts for all the people in the family and all the gifts everyone in my family is in charge of giving. And I can do it and everyone <laughs> will be special. Yeah, it causes a lot of negative feelings for me. But I think part of it is also just the feeling of I just hate waste. And so if someone doesn't like something, I'm just like, well, what was the point of that? You know, and I, I have to get away from thinking in that way because it should just be about showing your love for that person. And I like what Tess said about she just gives practical things because to transition, I found a couple interesting articles. There was one in In Style and the title is, This is Why You're Such a Terrible Gift Giver. And there were a couple good points. But one thing it said was one problem can come from different expectations because some people are very practical gift givers and receivers. And some people are very sentimental gift givers and receivers. And so if you're a practical person, you're probably like, oh, I'll get a gift card. I'll get lotion, candles, a mixing bowl, like something that's just functional and nice and everyone would like and you love it. And some people are very sentimental and it's like, oh, this needs to encompass our entire relationship (laughs) in this gift, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes when there's mismatched expectations there, that can be part of the problem. Another reason that we get gift anxiety is we try to gain approval with gifts. That's definitely something I'm working on. And then another one that was interesting was a lot of people think it reflects on your empathy or they're nervous that they lack empathy. Well, if I was more empathetic or if I knew this person better, if I loved them more, was more thoughtful, I would know exactly what to get them. And they think it means something about their relationship if they're stressed out about giving a gift. So I thought those were all interesting Mm -hmm. reasons. I can attest because I'm definitely a very practical gift giver and When you have a friend that's a sentimental gift giver and you're giving each other gifts, it's just a nightmare because they'll give you something that they've thought about for months (laughs) and that they handmade for you and it shows all of their feelings about your friendship and then you give them like some nail polish. (laughs) It's just (laughs) it's very stressful. (laughs) I think we rank the sentimental gifts as higher. Theoretically, but this article said you have to set realistic expectations because a gift doesn't make or break a relationship. You know, it really doesn't say anything about a relationship or it shouldn't. Yeah, especially a gift for anyone except spouses. I feel like I hear stories of like a bad spouse gift years and years later. (laughs) I've never heard a story of a bad gift from like a non-spouse. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly thinking of the purple cat. (laughs) (laughs) The purple cat was an infamous story in our family from I think it was maybe mom and dad's first was it Christmas I think so and it was really early on in their marriage and our dad decided to buy our mom a purple bottle of bubble bath with a little <laughs> plastic cat on top purple cat. <laughs> <laughs> mom doesn't really like the color purple and she really does not like cats so <laughs> It was, it was also a very just strange like, choice. I think they were poor newlyweds, and that was the only present. <laughs> she yeah. was like, "What is this weird, <laughs> generic?" Was it like, yeah, just kind of from a grocery like from store Walmart. or something? Yeah. yeah, it was just not a good gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, besides married couples, who's gonna remember? My friend got me this, and I didn't really like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's another yeah. stress that I have is that somehow people are gonna be embarrassed for me or something if I give a gift <laughs> and they don't like it. They're gonna. Like, oh. <laughs> I think I feel secondhand <laughs> guilt over the guilt that they're gonna feel by not liking and using my present, and mm-hmm. I've like saddled them with this. And you want to just I know be that like, that's how I feel. Don't feel guilty. Yeah. Don't feel guilty. If you I mean, hate it, it's okay. Just, just throw it away. I don't care. <laughs> I really am like just throwing the dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) 
my God. Well, it's interesting because the other point from this article was you have to remember that you can't control other people's feelings and perceptions, which is, you know, something our friend Jody Moore has also taught us. So even if you get something that you think, oh, they're going to love this, you really don't have any control over it. And so kind of like we were talking about with the expensive spa day, if it's going to be something that there's too much emotion wrapped up in, then it's probably better to just choose something else. If you're going to be devastated if they don't react the way you want them to, then it's probably not worth giving that present. I also just think that in this day and age, we have so many options available to us for gifts. It's totally overwhelming. It used to be probably back in the day, it was like, oh, you know, you just go around to like your local stores and see what's available Mm -hmm. to buy people. And now it's like this months long endeavor. There's so many options and it's great, but it's also, it just adds to the pressure of I need to search the entire internet and find something unique and, you know, I need to go on Etsy or I need to shop local, but also it needs to be able to be shipped two days because I procrastinated because I'm overwhelmed, you know, so it's just totally overwhelming to narrow down on the perfect thing in today's day and age. Very true. I also read another article from BBC. And one thing that I thought was really interesting, they gave three tips and they said, think long term. And I think this is very true for kids, especially. It's fun to give a present that has like the initial razzle dazzle, like a Barbie dream house or something. It's really just going to be sparkly and exciting to open right then and there. But a lot of times those presents don't really hold a lot of play value long term. And so sometimes even though they might not love it right in the moment, it might be something that is really practical or fun over the years. And so don't just think about, oh, they're going to open this and just absolutely love it. They might need to use it for a while. And I think about mom gave Ella this really cute, it's like a circuit set. And she said, she gave it to her for Christmas last year. And she's like, she's probably not going to love this right when she opens it because she's not really going to know what it is. And sure enough, like it kind of just has like wires and light bulbs and batteries and little clips and stuff. And Ella was like, oh, cool. You know, but it wasn't a unicorn Barbie or something. But once she opened it and started playing with it, she loves it and she still uses it all the time. And so I think that was a great example of something that maybe isn't super exciting in the moment, but it's held her interest a lot long term. Mm-hmm. It made me think too of when we were little, we got suitcases from grandma and grandpa one mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like s- sort of excited about it, but also as a little kid, like how excited are you about a suitcase? <laughs> mm-hmm. But then anytime we went somewhere, I just had like so much pride in like, this is my suitcase. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. loved having my own luggage. Yeah, so, like, totally. Yeah, I clearly remember those suitcases. Mm-hmm. And it was like really cool to have our own for sure. That's a really good example. <laughs> Another one was forget about uniqueness. So I thought that that was kind of along the lines of the practicality. It said, don't think that you have to think of something unique for every single person on your list. If you have a product that you really love or something that you're like, oh, all of the women in my life would probably love a Stanley mug. (laughs) Everyone's going to love this. I think sometimes we feel like guilt, but that's not personalized. And it was like, forget about that. If everyone's going to love it, no one's going to even care or probably find out that you gave the same gift to everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the last one was, it said, sometimes when you're thinking of gifts, you think, oh, I need to think about this person and think about what makes them unique. So like for Anne, I would maybe think, oh, well, she does hair, she does lashes. So I want to get her something like a cute accessory for her lash room or something that would help with that aspect of her life. Like you think about something that is unique to that individual, but it said what you really should do is focus on things you have in common. It was like, people are the best at buying for themselves. So if you think of something that you would like, then they'll probably like it too. And I was like, oh, that's actually really good advice. Yeah, Yeah, that is. Because I feel like my friends just have hobbies that are foreign to me. And even if I tried to give Anne something involving hair or lashes, it would totally be the wrong thing because I have no expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So it always ends up being a junky (laughs) gift. (laughs) One thing I do think about practical gifts is... Maybe someone already has something that they use a lot, but it's not a very nice, well, you know, so like an entry level version, you could get them a nicer version of that or something because mm-hmm. sometimes people take practical gifts and they take it to mean like this could be practical to someone. <laughs> 
Well, like one example I, I always have is like scarves. I feel like I got a lot of scarves growing up and I was like, has anyone ever seen me wear a scarf? Like, I know that a scarf is a useful thing. People like scarves. There was a major scarf era though yeah. Yeah. over the years. Go-to gift for a few I was like, years. I have eight scarves that I've got in my stocking over the years. And I've never once worn one. So it's like practical to the person that you're actually getting the Mm -hmm. gift from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I liked what you said about an upgrade. I'm the type of person where I'll get something and I'll just use it forever. I never really think about it again and think, oh, I should get like a nicer version of that. I'm just like, well, this is my purse and it'll be my purse till I die. Like I just kind of (laughs) like just use it forever. And so it doesn't have to be top of the line or really expensive, but just something simple like a really nice beanie or like Dave has a BYU hat and maybe I'll just get him like a new one with their updated logo. Mm -hmm. Just something that's updated and fresh of something they already love. Or like you were saying with the Stanley mug or like a Yeti mug that maybe I see Claire with the hospital mug that she gets. <laughs> she has a baby Wait, drinking water out of that. I don't That's use those anymore. Time. Yeah, I was like, this that was, was a so long, long time ago. <laughs> no, like, I've moved on. That could cue someone in to be like, hmm, she likes tumblers with water. She likes maybe water. Maybe she was gifted a Stanley mug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it probably was. Yeah, my friends were like, we cannot look at this anymore. <laughs> Okay, for the second half of the episode, we wanted to share some gift ideas. There are so many gift guides available out there, so we won't claim that this is comprehensive or cutting edge, but these are the things that we have all either gifted or received and loved. So one thing that I've been thinking about this year is like everybody's talking about the supply chain problems that are going to happen. I know. There's a panic. It's like an apocalyptic, (laughs) yeah, panic that's happening. I've literally had so much panic. And like every day I look at Dave and I'm like, we have to get the kids Christmas gifts today. (laughs) We have to do it. And I'm like, Claire, we have so much available to us. We're going to be okay. I'm sure we can find something to give them for Christmas if we don't order their present yeah. this week we will know. be okay i, know. I don't know it's everyone's you don't in a know. panic i know i'm like well i could at least shop in person but if everyone's shopping in person then that's just as much mm-hmm. of a problem i don't know yeah mom was like it's okay they could learn the real meaning of christmas <laughs> and she was like you could do homemade presents i was like mom you've seen my crafts no one wants a homemade present from me <laughs> From you, sure. I love homemade gifts from other people, but no one wants my homemade presents, I can guarantee you. So that's just not going to work. That's not an option. That's true. I do love a homemade gift from anyone who's crafty. Mom made me a yoga bag that I still use, and it's the cutest thing. Oh, so cute. Yes. But yeah, for those of us who are not up to the task of handmaking all oh, of our Christmas Tess, gifts. come on. You of all people, you yeah. and mom. <laughs> yeah. Don't, think <laughs> don't put yourself in that category because well, you make amazing homemade stuff. No. Like my favorite presents ever have been your homemade presents. She's trying to protest. She has no. <laughs> come she on. She cannot. Really high. No. I I feel like I've lost some of my crafting skills of late because there's just no time is the thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm also, I'm already trying to make a tree skirt for my my Christmas tree. I don't have time to make gifts (laughs) on top of that. So I've been preparing and thinking about what I want so that it's not quite as stressful for people. So some things that are supply chain friendly, I'm going to ask for a Walmart Plus subscription, which sounds really silly, but Mm. Anne inspired me. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about the idea of getting my groceries delivered. We made it to like minute 30 without any Walmart content in this episode. (laughs) So it was about time you brought us up. (laughs) And then Grace, I know, asked for a Hello... Wait, no, it wasn't HelloFresh. It was a different subscription. It was Dinnerly. Dinnerly. But any kind of like food meal plan subscription would be good. Or I think Masterclass is a fun gift. It has so many fun options. Or like this year I asked for an Aloe Moves subscription for my birthday. And that's been super fun to have like an online fitness subscription. So I feel like if you're stressed about the supply chain, this might not be as applicable for you, Claire, because kids don't get excited about online content. But yeah, but it's like we were talking about with the long term, I want to move towards more experiences because I just feel like they have plenty of toys, you know. So even though you're right, they're not as excited in the moment. I it's like when we were kids and we got educational gifts. (laughs) 
It's not that exciting. But I'm like, I know what's best for you and you will appreciate this. Trust me. When it's February and it's rainy and cold and we get to go to like the science museum, you'll be thanking me. I'm like, I gave this to you. Grace, one year, I remember asked us all to come up with experiences that we could give to her that were like Mm -hmm. fun things that we would take her to do. Whoa, when was that? What? I was going to say, I don't remember that. And and can back me up on this. Yeah. It might not have been Grace's idea. I feel like it was mom's idea. That's true. Maybe it was mom's (laughs) idea. Because none of us knew what to get Grace. Did you guys do it? Yeah, we did it. Yeah, Grace and I did a cooking class. I can't remember what I took. That was so fun. I remember the cooking class. I forgot that that was a thing. Where was I? I I'm taking you bird watching. Were you in college? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I did not participate. It was a more recent thing. But that was such a good idea and so fun. And I've always wanted to do that. So I think any of those are great ideas. And I think it also kind of helps with the no waste. Like you might waste money, but if the person doesn't use your gift, at least they're not throwing it in the landfill or something. So Mm -hmm. lots of ideas that might not stress you out quite as much this year. Love that. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying I have received some super sweet gifts in my life and I'm nervous because as I'm preparing for this, what if someone is listening and is like, she didn't mention the gift I gave her or something. So I just want to say, as I was thinking about things people have given me, I was like, wow, people have given me such sweet things over the years. So we don't have much time. I had to zero in on one category. But one thing I have loved receiving and has been fun to give is a gift that is about a place someone lives. So for example, my sister-in-law, when we moved to Ohio, they live in Cincinnati. And so the first Christmas we lived here, she gave me this really pretty Christmas tree ornament. And it is one of the Charlie Harper. He's an artist. It was one of his birds. And he was like really famous for his animal artwork. And Ohio has really beautiful birds. And that's something we'd kind of talked about was how fun it was to bird watch out of our window. And then the artist was an Ohio native artist that is kind of well known here. And And so that was just every Christmas when I get it out, I'm like, wow, this is my cute little Charlie Harper bird. And it was very thoughtful. It was just one of those special kind of things you wouldn't buy for yourself, but it's just a really fun thing to have. Even when we move, you know, I'll always save it and it'll be kind of a memento from this time period. And then I have also given people, you can get on Etsy like a cute throw pillow where they embroider a heart over like the part of the state where you live, you know, the cute little like state necklaces or whatever, or Harvard pennant is a really cute brand. It would have to fit the style of your house, but they're kind of like retro looking pennants that have different cities and states on them and cute little sayings that go with that part of the country. And then you can also commission an artist to do a painting of someone's home, like a pretty watercolor or something. So if you're looking for something unique to give someone, especially maybe someone who's just moved somewhere new, I feel like those are kind of a fun category. Yeah, Yeah. I would love an Ohio gift. Well, we'll see if I draw your name for the sibling gift exchange. Grace is now only going to get Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, she really is. Our family loves a theme. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. Oh yes. We yeah. have not really stated that before, but we love to like, I don't know, <laughs> find some sort of common theme between all of our <laughs> Yeah. And even if you didn't think of the theme going into the presents, once we've bought them, mm-hmm. I think grandma especially loves yeah. Grandma established like, that. Yeah. What is in common between these things? Uh-huh. And sometimes she would announce the theme before the presents. And sometimes <laughs> once you open presents, you have to guess the theme. Uh-huh. Yeah. I yeah. love when yeah. she'll be like, okay, guess the theme, like as you're opening it. <laughs> And sometimes it's so hard, but by the last one, you're like, I think I get it. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, we do love a theme. Uh, Well, I feel like we've gone into a lot of gifts that I like already, so I'm going to keep mine pretty short. But I just love a good gift card, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, For all that I say I want a surprise, I would consider a gift card a surprise, especially one to... (laughs) I don't know, Bass Pro Shop Mm -hmm. or Home Depot or Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. I've always wanted to try it. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Cheesecake Factory. Always wanted to try it. I don't know. I think if someone mentions, yeah, that they've wanted to try something or that they have a hobby and you don't know what specifically to get them within that hobby, Mm -hmm. you could get them just a gift card to a place where they can buy something that themselves for that. Mm -hmm. And I also love Udemy gift cards or, you know, there's other online learning things. 
sometimes I have classes on Udemy that I want to take. There's classes in all sorts of things. So I think one year mom got me like a 3D modeling class on Udemy and also a video game coding class. The classes are only like, they always say they're like $150 and then they're on sale for 12 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have these wild, <laughs> if you ever buy a Udemy class full price, don't ever do that because they have <laughs> ridiculous sales. It's like shopping at Old Navy. If you buy it full price. You're a fool. Yeah, you're uh, a fool. You're a fool. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the full price is 10 times what the sale is and there's almost always a sale. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think those are a good, really cheap way to get somebody a gift too. I feel like we were raised with a bit of disdain for gift cards. Well, people always ask They're not personal like, or it's something. It's not a personal gift. It's like better an impersonal gift that they will like and use mm-hmm. than a one that seems personal but actually- is just as generic. Yeah. And they won't use yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like the thrill of having a gift card. (laughs) Realizing that you have a gift card halfway through the year and just being able Mm -hmm. to go buy something. Like Grace got us a Joanne – well, not us. (laughs) She got Luke a Joanne Fabrics gift card because he wanted to get into crochet. (laughs) And we realized a couple months ago that we still hadn't used it. And we got so much craft stuff and it was just thrilling. Mm -hmm. And what about you? So one that's kind of like a little maybe educational would be you can gift a book on Audible or like an audiobook. Mm. Oh, that's a cute idea. Matt has done that a few times. I just assume like no one would want a book. So I have <laughs> But now that I like reading more, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe that is a good gift. I love books, but I think I would prefer a hard copy. For a gift, it would feel a little more special to have a pretty new book to read. Well, but audiobooks are not something that I ever buy for myself, but I love audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And not having to wait for months at the library would be so nice. So, (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think some people are very much like, okay, I don't actually like listening to audiobooks, so I wouldn't want this, but I know a lot of people much prefer an audiobook. Oh, yeah. People love them for sure. you know, that could be a good one. You could get real passive aggressive with that if you wanted to. They just get an email notification and it's like, oh, Anne sent you how to get your life under control in 10 easy steps. <laughs> Girl, wash your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the one tricky part about some gifts. I was going to suggest I love the Just Ingredients Face Serum, which Tess actually gave me for Christmas, but at my request. So, yeah. you know, I, I said oh, yeah, I wanted I it. Most of my gift ideas <laughs> Could be passive aggressive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want it to be like, hey, I noticed your skin could use some help. So here's the skin <laughs> yeah. serum, even though I love it. And that wouldn't be the reason. But I would feel nervous to give it to people. Yeah. I feel like there would need to be like a note. You said you love boats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> book about, I don't know, how to be your own. Captain. How to captain your own <laughs> ship. And, you know, be the captain of your own life. I know another book. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, another thing that I love, and I don't know, this might be unique to me, but I love a gift set, like Mm. the Sephora. Yeah. You know, they have so many, and some are like kind of an affordable price point, and then they have some more luxurious ones. But like my dream gift set is the one where you get a bunch of samples of perfume, Mm. and you get to try them all, and then you can take your little certificate in and pick one of those perfumes and get a full size of it. Mm. And they have one for cologne too. And I'm like, that is actually a good idea because who is more lost than a man trying to (laughs) pick a cologne at Sephora? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would love to give that sometime to Matt or something. Like, I just love gift sets. And so I would love receiving that. You'd have to give it to the right person because I think not everyone really has an interest in beauty. But I think most people would appreciate something. Yeah. Especially something that's kind of a luxury, fun experience like that. You mm-hmm. probably wouldn't buy that for yourself, you know? So it'd yeah. be kind of like, ooh, this is fun. Yeah. So my other ideas were a similar vein. I love skincare and I love hair. And so I always love to get, if someone's like, this is one of my favorite skin products or this is my favorite hair product or something, I'm always excited to receive that. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's something that could apply to like anyone's skin type or hair type, I think it would be a nice luxurious gift. I guess what I'm saying is I enjoy... Luxury. Luxury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> luxury, beauty, luxury, the finer yeah, things. Even mm-hmm. though 
I also like practical gifts, but I always think a gift should be a little bit, you know. Well, that brings up another good point that it doesn't have to be personal to the person getting the gift. Mm -hmm. It can be personal to you, not personal, Mm -hmm. like sentimental, but like, you know, something that you have tried and liked. Definitely. Is just probably always a solid bet. Yeah. Anytime someone says, oh, hey, this is a game that our family loves or this is one of my favorite children's books. That is awesome. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be the most specific to them. If it's something you love and you just want to share with them, yeah. that is always Yeah. And telling the person because it sort of cements it in their mind as, oh, like this is a good thing mm-hmm. that I got. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree that the Amazon gift note needs to be a thousand times longer than it's allowed to be? <laughs> It's literally like two sentences long. I know that it's not as sentimental to send something via Amazon, but let's just be honest, that's like 98% of how we're sending people stuff these days. So when it's like, dear so-and-so, congratulations on your wedding, best with... And then it's like, that's literally like it. And I'm like, what else could I delete? So I'll say like, love the Mizukawa family. Oh, that's too long. Love, Claire. Claire and I Dave. love that you're addressing them and signing it. <laughs> I you know. have such limited space. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's like, true. They're going to well, know who it's like, from and they're going to know it's to them. I ain't buying them a card. All they get is the Amazon note. So I'm trying to make it a little nicer. I'm trying to elevate my note game. But it's like... I would be willing to pay like a dollar if you could actually send a full length note. It's very frustrating. They should have that as an add-on because mm-hmm. that would be so cheap. That'd be they really should. What do you guys do when you're sending someone at Christmas time, maybe like a niece or nephew or someone where you're like, oh, I'm going to send this from Amazon, but I don't want them to open it or I want someone to wrap it for them. How do you guys handle that? Because I always feel bad putting more work on a family member and being like, hey, would you, I'm sending this thing from Amazon. Will you look for it and then wrap it and address it for me? I always feel bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I also am way too poor to send something through the US. USPS. So. Yeah, plus they'll never receive it if you send it through the USPS. I know, so. seriously, Amazon's all we've got. We've got to just like hold to what we have. But what do you guys do? Do you tell someone like, hey, I'm sending this for them? Or do you just think they'll open it when they get it? I think I've only ever sent things to you to do that, Claire. And I just, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we had that system last year that I think works very mm-hmm. well. There was it no confusion. Well for all of mm-hmm. us. <laughs> Yeah, it was very smooth. When we've sent stuff to like Matt's family, like if you get something from Amazon in two days, just don't open it yet. I feel like that's just kind of what you have to do. Like, that's So they just put Amazon packages under the tree? No, I'm assuming they wrap it. But who opens it? it? No, just wrap the box. Okay. And then, <laughs> that's just a lot of packaging to cut through on Christmas morning. It's not that bad. <laughs> I don't know the... It's on them at that point, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to tell them what to do. So you're just like, (laughs) it's out of my hands. Like, what they do is what they do. Wow, Claire came into this very, like... Yeah, she's so... Claire came into this all, like, (laughs) cat and head, like, humble and, like... And it's not she was like, answer. what do you guys do? And then Anne gave an answer. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> not what she was like. Well, That's very I true. I feel like you should boss someone else around when it like, comes. Like, I'm sending it to you. Give it to so-and-so. Give it have to so-and-so. It. Have them wrap it. <laughs> That's what I do. I'll sometimes text like an older niece or nephew and be like, hey, I sent your mom's present. I'm addressing it to you. Can you please wrap it from me? Wrap it in red and white, crisp. Yes, that's true. Grow green ribbon. It needs to coordinate with the theme. It needs to go with the aesthetic of the tree. We're not making this up. Our mom really did only accept red and white wrapping growing up. This is, we're pulling from our past here. But yeah, we had a system last year. So we had Christmas at my house and... The problem with Amazon is I'm getting half of my other things from Amazon too. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not good for the environment. We check the fewest boxes box. You know, we're doing our best. We do what we can. But I was like, okay, is this package for Christmas? Is it just the laundry detergent I ordered? You're trying to figure (laughs) it out. So we had a system where it would be Claire Mizukawa if it's just something for me because I've ordered it myself. It would be, I think it was Dave Mizukawa if it was something for me. I can't remember. We had a system. Sometimes dad would send something and he would totally throw it off and it would be like the Mizukawas or something <laughs> like dad yeah. had his own system. I also <laughs> was, was unclear on the system and sent something to Claire Hopkin. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Well, mom did that too. You can see the Christmas stress start to unravel as we revert to maiden names because like everyone f- is just getting like more stressed and forgetting. You haven't been a Hopkin in like 10 years. <laughs> I, I just knew that like Claire Mizukawa was for things that Claire could open and so I was like maybe she just won't open it if I put Hopkin. We should just put first know, name don't text. last name open and just have like don't open oh, on it. Open. Let's try that and see if is it works. Allowed? <laughs> Probably what, not. How are they going to stop us? What if it gets lost and then you can't prove it's yeah. you or something? I don't know. <laughs> Someone let us know if you've tried that. Okay, this has gotten way off track. We hope you guys have enjoyed this. We will post. We're going to do a little gift guide on our show notes this week. We know there's lots of them out there. It's not going to be comprehensive, but we will have links to some of the things we talked about in this episode. So hopculturepod.com. Mm-hmm. Make sure you include the pod because last time I said the website on here, I just said hopculture. Let's transition to weekly wins. Who wants to go first this week? Well, my weekly win is that I was inspired by grandma and grandpa who eat a plant-based diet. So now I'm kind of... (laughs) Why are you shaking your head, Anne? (laughs) Don't don't start with me. What? If you have managed to go plant-based... No. I... So Which has mad. been my goal for like two years. It's not my fault <laughs> that you haven't reached that goal. <laughs> Don't try to put that on me. No, I am not even close to vegan and I never will be, but I am trying to incorporate more like vegan and vegetarian meals into my diet. So this week I have only eaten just vegetarian, not vegan, and I'm loving it. And I found a delicious recipe. It's not that unique or exciting because it's just like a Greek quinoa bowl, but it has this roasted red pepper sauce that you make mm. and it's wow, super that yummy. Good. That sounds super good. Yeah. We just we'll have to have the delicious. recipe for that too mm-hmm. in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Check them out, everybody. Well, my weekly win, it's a little bit of a grievance. I'm really angry at everybody that told me to watch Virgin River, <laughs> namely Tess, one Tess <laughs> Hopkin, <laughs> Oldham. <laughs> See, I'm so mad. I'm just going. I'm going back to maiden names because I'm so I can't think it's straight. It's more acceptable with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I I was like Tess Hopkinoldum. <laughs> I had to think for a second. Okay, so when mom was here, we were like, we need a show to all watch together. And I will give it that. It is a great show for a group because it's pretty clean. Not perfect, but definitely it's not one that you'd be like uncomfortable watching with a group. You know, it's pretty tame as Netflix shows go. And it's uplifting. It's sentimental. It's well done. But you told me you were sobbing in the second season. The first season, like every episode has some trauma Oh, I in it, it and it's way too sad. <laughs> I didn't. Oh no, season. I can't take it anymore. Now I'm invested, and like it's way too much. It's like parenthood level. Too many emotions. Too many feelings. <laughs> Every character has some kind of like major trauma. And then watching it with mom was hilarious because she'd already seen the first season. So every time something would happen, I would like look at her and she would just like put her head down and she'd be like shaking her head slowly. <laughs> oh, no. She'd be like, it's hard, but it gets better. And I was like, why did you say we should watch this? And she's like, this is the worst of it. It's okay. It's so good. What? And then I was getting mad at her for spoiling things. But she's like, you look at me every time something like happens. And she has to try to like not react. And then Grace came along and was asking questions last night. Well, I don't want to give anything away. But she's like, what about such and such? And then mom's like, Grace. And she's like, I have only seen three episodes. And I was like, mom. So like yeah. mom sort of gave things away. Mom was spoiling things because I was asking <laughs> what turned out to be nonsense questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the main character adopted a baby in like episode one, which if you watch episode one, doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to my there knowledge, was just a lot she has of... not adopted a baby. Yeah. But mom was all like, Grace. <laughs> As if I was like, spoiling. <laughs> Spoiling something. I just watched a few episodes with Tess and I was just misremembering things. uh. It's really good though. So my win is that we had fun watching it and I will admit it was good. I thought it was going to be too like Hallmark channel-y. It is a little Hallmark-y, but definitely a cut above, like a higher quality for sure. Don't even talk to me when you've watched Crash Landing on You because 
Oh, Tess, did I tell you that my friend Lee reached out and said they watch it and it's so good. She's like, I listened to your podcast because she'd asked me if we watched any K-dramas and I was like, not really. And then she listened to the episode and she's like, that's the one I was going to tell you was really good. So I got a second endorsement for it. so good. I've gotten a few other people hooked on it. But if you are crying during Virgin River, you're not going to make it through even Uh, one episode. I'm not not cut out for it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My weekly win. First off, I just want to recognize myself for quitting Diet Coke. (gasps) I realized I have not talked about that on the podcast. Wow. I just decided, you know, it's a waste of money, full of chemicals. And I felt like it wasn't giving me like an extra burst of energy. It was just giving me, I had it so often that that was how I had any energy Mm -hmm. drinking the Diet Coke. So I was like, if I stop drinking this, I'll be tired for, you know, a few days, but then probably have the same amount of energy in the end, which was true. And now when I have a Diet Coke, because I'm not completely abstaining, like if I get a meal or something that comes with a drink, then I'm going to get a Diet Coke. It gives me the extra burst of energy. So you're back to how you used to be. Yeah, it's. It's more exciting. I'm sighing because I don't want that to be true, but I know it is. I don't know. It has its pros and cons because so the last, I don't know, week or so has been pretty gloomy and cold. Mm -hmm. So we just haven't been going outside as much and I'm realizing like winter is coming and I'm just, I haven't been as energetic or like upbeat as I might normally be. And so today I got a Diet Coke because I was by McDonald's and it just sounded really good and a little later on in the day Matt was like you seem really I don't know you're back to your normal self (laughs) (laughs) like you seem really like happy today and I was like he's like what like what's going on and I was like oh uh." I I had a diet coke (laughs) I do think I don't know. Maybe there are some pros to drinking Diet Coke regularly. Sparingly, though. Yeah. Yeah, you should be proud of yourself. Because I know it's right, but I'm just not there yet. But you keep on keeping on because it's an inspiration for me. It's a personal choice, you know. Mm -hmm. Keep on keeping on with that personal choice, Anne. Mm -hmm. Totes. Not going to be joining you anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my win... I'm struggling to come up with one because nothing really has happened since we last recorded, but... Behind the scenes, we recorded these episodes very close together, so we yeah. have like two days <laughs> to come up with another weekly win. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to use my weekly win is that my company is taking everyone to Disney World <gasps> in January. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, Tess, did I not tell you that? I didn't know that. Yeah, for like a... I love how she says it all casually, like nothing much has happened. I got a free yeah, trip to, to Disney, Disney World. World all but... paid. <laughs> it's just I found out a couple of days ago or weeks ago. So it's been a while, but they're like paying for our tickets and hotels and... So fun. It's like a three-day thing, but it's... Yeah, I'm super excited. Grace um, is finally going to get to see Florida. Never been to Florida. Oh, never really, really been to like a Disney park. There. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I'm I'm very excited. But the reason I say this weekly win is I think my company is like pretty much always hiring. Uh, so if you are like a finance slash math slash techie kind of person or I don't know, there's lots of other things. Message me and I'd be happy to hook you up with a recruiter or something because it's a great company. And then you and Grace can be Disney adults together. (laughs) Then we can like hang out at Disney World in January. So Grace, do uh, they need someone to write like tweets or someone to do like filing? No, Claire. Someone to make PowerPoint people. (laughs) I'm just kidding. There's a wide variety of I'm just teasing. Uh, is there like a five to ten hours a week position available that would also get the trip to Disney World? <laughs> for Claire and think, five guests. For, yeah, me the, plus five. The five to ten hour range. But <laughs> I think probably all the employees, they're looking for like college degree, but not necessarily in tech. There's other things like marketing and stuff. So if you're looking for work, let me know. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.